Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Ann Mank, Certified Financial Planner and CPA with the Ellen Becker Investment Group. We are located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building, and also in the Village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. And for our Florida listeners, we also have an office in the Bonita Springs area. If you are interested in learning more about our offices, including a virtual tour of each location, please visit our website at ellenbecker.com. On our website, you can put a face with the name because we have the bios and videos for all of our advisors. We also have a listing of all of our current events, plus links to past radio shows. Today, I'm very excited to um, introduce you to our guest. She is known as the LinkedIn lady. Sue Gresham is a certified social media strategist, which that in itself sounds really cool. Professional speaker and LinkedIn expert teaching coaches, entrepreneurs, and professionals in transition on how to use LinkedIn to demonstrate their professional brands, establish influence, grow their businesses, and their personal careers. Sue's newest program, Living the LinkedIn Lifestyle, helps professionals create an authentic relationship-based LinkedIn presence using easy-to-implement tactics and strategies. She has over 20 years of experience in management and leadership, even though she looks like she's 25. She has a wealth of knowledge about the importance of professional and personal relationships in business and how to build a community. Her own personal career transition in 2009 is her inspiration for helping others learn how to build and nurture their professional networks. The reason I'm excited to have Sue on this program is when we're dealing with financial planning with our clients, a lot of times what comes about is their career, how much they make, what they do for a living. And so just the whole career side of things is just an important part of our planning process. And LinkedIn, even though it's been around for a very long time, it's just starting to gain momentum. Um, So when I talk to people about LinkedIn, not a lot of people know how to use it, uh, where it came from. They think it's just kind of that thing you go on when you're looking for a new career. And there's so much more. And so that's why I'm excited to have you here. So welcome. Thanks, Anne. I'm excited to be here. Um, I really appreciate the looks younger than 25. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. You've made my month and my the rest of my year. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) Um, To kind of get us started, give us a little background on LinkedIn, kind of where it came from, where it is today, because I think a lot of our listeners know it's out there, but they don't really understand what it is. Sure. So um, the thing about LinkedIn, it's been around for about 15 years. And when it was started, it was started primarily as a social media platform for people that were in job search. Really, everything was focused on posting stuff, you know, you're creating a profile and posting about what your career was. And then recruiters um, then are, would pay for access to you. And so it really did start out that way. But over the course of years, um, as with all things, it's changed dramatically. In fact, um, 
in some circles, it's not even really considered a social media site anymore. If people are talking about social media, you know, they're generally talking about uh, Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and you, uh, not even YouTube, Twitter and Snapchat and a lot of those new ones that are out there. Um, but LinkedIn is actually really a professional networking platform. And that's really the key that makes it stand out from all the rest. About three years ago now, um, time flies, so I can't quite remember. I think it's been about three years. Microsoft bought LinkedIn for $28 billion, with a B, dollars. Just a few. Just a few. <laughs> and what they've done with it is that they have created this um, uh, idea of using it for building the world, not just the United States, but building the world's um, business um, uh, structure for learning and for career development. Mm. And that's really what this is about. And along the ways, LinkedIn also purchased um, another website called Lynda, L-Y-N-D-A, that has now been transformed into Microsoft or into LinkedIn Learning. Lynda was mm. a website specifically with courses for people for their career and professional development. So uh, it just kind of goes along with that whole story about what LinkedIn is all about. It's really about career development. Now. The other thing about it, and the thing that I think is really most important, is that it's really your professional network. And uh, we all know, because we've heard this a million times, that um, people find new jobs and that they get new business mm-hmm. opportunities through referrals. You know, it's, it's, they'll look something up on Yelp and, or they'll ask a friend, hey, do you know someone that does this? And so LinkedIn is the site for professional platform online, LinkedIn.com, for people to actually network and to grow their professional network along with their personal because, you know, personal and professional mm-hmm. do often overlap. And I've seen that a lot, too, just with friends who are career changing or doing other things. It's when LinkedIn first came out, you almost felt awkward or was weird to network or say, hey, do you want to meet for coffee? And now, like, that's how you get a job. That Even if you see a job posted, it doesn't mean anything anymore. You need to know somebody or who knows somebody. And a lot of times jobs don't even get posted anymore. It's They reach out to you and say, have you thought about a career change? Because the dynamics of just the whole job network and the whole job community has changed dramatically. And I think that is due to LinkedIn and how it's used. LinkedIn is a big part of that. Um, although back in the day, you know, when I was looking for jobs, I never really applied for my, my positions. I was always, it was somebody knew that, you know, I was available or they were looking for mm-hmm. hiring and they, so they would reach out to me. And that's a big part of it. But, you know, we know so many people in our lives. And, you know, those of us that have been working for a long time and those of us that have had a lot of careers in our lifetimes, um, we, you know, we've got quite a huge network that we don't even necessarily remember that we've got. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the beauty of this, uh, of the LinkedIn is that, is that you start connecting and, and um, start developing those relationships. And then, and then, Staying in touch with those people. Yeah. One of the things I really like about LinkedIn, and I don't really like to use this term, and especially because if you're under 30, you might not even know what this is. <laughs> but it's back in the day, we used to have this thing called a Rolodex. And it was this um, thing on our desk, literally, that had cards with the names of everybody that mm-hmm. you were connected with or that you did business with. Well, LinkedIn is pretty much now the online version of a Rolodex. 
And so, like, for instance, when you know someone that you've connected with um, and that you've worked with in the past, you know, they're going to change jobs probably mm-hmm. or retire or do something and um, you're, or get a, get a promotion. It could be anything in their career. The chances of them remembering to contact you specifically are pretty slim, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, oh, and you know, you might have that old business card in your mm-hmm. in your file. But what you can do is you look on LinkedIn, and you'll know exactly if they've updated it. Yep. You'll know exactly where they are and how to reach out to them. So yep. I love the fact, love that fact that you can just kind of stick with your people for as long as they're still around and as long as they're still using LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Well, and you bring up a good point of connections as well. So there is different levels of connections. There's different ways of reaching out for a connection. So could you just give us a brief overview of how that works? Absolutely. So LinkedIn is is based upon a couple of things. I'm going to start. I'm just going to mention this first. It's based on creating an account, right? So you need to create Mm -hmm. an account that has a profile filled with all sorts of stuff. Uh, And when I say stuff, I mean, you know, information about yourself and your career. But what really, if we're talking about networking, it's really about people, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to have connections. You need to have people that you are actually, quote, connecting with. And that's what they call it on LinkedIn, connecting. Versus Facebook where you're following and friending people, LinkedIn is connecting. So the process is very closed. You choose who you want to connect with. And you choose who you want to accept connecting with. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, there's this invitation process. It's, believe me, it's just a click of a button. <laughs> but there's an invitation process, and an invite goes to someone. And when they accept that invitation, then you are now first-level connections. So that means that you have access to each other's profiles on LinkedIn. You have access to information, you know, email addresses, and so on and so forth. And so that a first-level connection is is really what you know, that's a big thing on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. But really, if we think about the next thing and referrals, referrals happen um, with people that you don't know. Really, and an introduction happens with someone you don't know. Those are the people that are, that you know someone else, like for instance, I'll use Anne as an example. Anne and I are connected on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. okay? Then um, Anne is connected to Joe Smith. Well, I am not connected to Joe Smith on LinkedIn, but I can get to Joe Smith through Anne, so Joe Smith is considered my second-level connection. Think of it as, you know, like your next referral level, Mm. if that makes sense. So you have your your personal connections, you've got your extended connections like Joe Smith, and then Joe Smith has people he's connected to that neither Anne nor I are connected to. So then... Those become our third-level connections. It's kind of like cousins, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, you know first cousin first once cousin, removed. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so the whole process is set up, and the wealth of your network is really who your connections are connected to mm-hmm. because that's where the magic happens in growing your business, in finding a job, and, it, excuse me, and in just growing, um, you know, your professional life. So you have first-level connections you're connected to. Mm-hmm. The seconds are theirs. And the thirds are the next ones out there. And that's one of the fun things when I get that first connection with somebody, one of the first things I do is I look to see who they're connected to. So 
which ones do we have in common? Because like we were talking before the show started, Milwaukee is kind of a small area and it's amazing how many people know the same people you know. And so if nothing else, it's just another way of connecting with that person saying, oh, I see that you know so-and-so also. How did you find, or like, how did you meet? Where are you connected with them? What groups are you a part of? And so it makes that connection very easy and natural versus, you know, and I'll put quotes, networking, where most people are like, ah, I don't want to network. But having those connections and having, seeing what you have in common really helps a lot. It does. And it's a good qualifier, too. Um, yeah. If you think about it, because you know we 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 all have those friends that are mm-hmm. super connected, yeah. And we and and we also have those friends that don't connect with anybody. Mm-hmm. And so when you see that someone is connected to someone that you really know and like and trust, yeah. it adds just a little bit more credibility to that whole networking and that whole knowing that that's someone that you might be interested in getting to know too. Right. Exactly. Well, perfect. Well, this is all really good information. We'll take a really quick break and then we'll come back with some good nuggets on LinkedIn. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm your host, Ann Mank, Certified Financial Planner and CPA with the Ellen Becker Investment Group. Today on our show, we have Sue Gresham. She is the LinkedIn lady and is a certified social media strategist and one of the leading LinkedIn experts. And so previously, we we're talking just what LinkedIn is, how do you use connections? It's a great way to network. But I know there might be some listeners that are sitting there going, you know what, I've been at the same company for three years. I love working here. I'm not looking for another job. So why would I use LinkedIn? So what would you say to somebody like that? Okay. Well, so first of all, my first initial statement to that is in our lifetime now, we are a multi-gig economy, right? Mm. And we also are going to probably change our careers four or five times throughout the our work life. Um, you know, I, I look back at my career and it's been, I used to be a teacher and then I worked for companies and I owned my own company mm-hmm. and then I went back to teaching. I, I've done, you know, like ping ponged all over the place. Um, and now I have my own company doing what I do, but um, you're never, while it's wonderful, we're never completely safe. I'm sorry to say that. Mm-hmm. But why should we be using LinkedIn? First of all, LinkedIn is more than just, it, like I said before, it is for, for networking with your professional um, with your professional peers and people like that. But um, the thing about LinkedIn is it also can be considered your online professional portfolio. Hmm. Now, I don't mean it's your resume, okay? But what I mean by that is you build a profile on LinkedIn and you fill it with the key points of what's happened in your career. And like most of us, like I said before, your career is going to change a lot. We're going to maybe forget about where we used to work or some of the successes we had Mm -hmm. or some of the things that we've done. So by, by updating your LinkedIn profile and by keeping it as something that is a living, breathing document, you will always have that as a resource. Um, so, so that when, if and when the time ever comes, you've got it. But besides the whole job search thing, if you think about it, um, y- during your career, whether it's you've been someplace three years or 10 years, you're going to continue to meet new people. You're going to mm-hmm. continue to have new customers or clients or vendors or new coworkers. And what you're want, going to want to do is you're going to want to keep tabs of those people. So 
by having a LinkedIn profile, it's yours. It stays yours forever. You own it. You control what goes in. You control what you do with it. Um, and by hooking it up with your own personal Gmail or, or personal email account, um, you will always have access to that. And that, that's your professional career. That can't be taken away from you no matter what happens. So when somebody is just new and they're thinking about LinkedIn, you know, it's one of those things, yeah, it takes a little bit of work to set up. I'll admit it. It takes a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. But if, even if you're not there that often, which, of course, I would like you to be there often, <laughs> um, but if you're not using it often, even at the end of your year, you know, come come Christmas break, go in and just do a quick reevaluation of how your your year went, mm. and throw in a couple little tidbits that were actually successes that you had this year. Oh, that's great advice, especially coming up at the end of the year at at this point. Um, and what I find, I use it for. You know, I'm very happy where I am. I'm you know in the career I want to be in, but I use it to keep me up to date on vendors or mutual funds that we use or people in the Milwaukee community. So I use it as more of my news feed of um, education on what's going on. And especially since you said there's those trainings on there, I've been trying to do a couple more of those where it's like, this is my education as well. And there's a lot of good information. People are starting to really grab on to LinkedIn. And so you're seeing a lot more videos and you're seeing a lot more education versus I have this job I need to fill. And that and that points to, um, you know, there's a lot of different reasons people use LinkedIn. And for some, it is just, you know, okay, it's a placeholder, I'm there. You know, they set it and forget it type thing. But um, if you recall, I, I said earlier that LinkedIn's big thing is about learning. Mm-hmm. And we all have, you know, you know, however long we've been in our careers, there's still something we've got to learn. Mm-hmm. And there are millions of thought leaders, people that are the people that are teaching the classes that you've taken in school or that you've that you're doing online that are on LinkedIn. And so to use it as a research and a learning tool is huge. It's also really big to use it as a research tool for if you're an entrepreneur or um, someone that's in sales and um, but don't be salesy on it. That that goes me off on a tangent that we could talk about for hours <laughs> about spamming. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah. But um, ultimately, you know, the idea of of using it to find the people that you're looking for, the people that you want to um, grow your network, the people that can help you, or better yet, mm-hmm. that you can help. That's a whole reason in itself to be using LinkedIn. Yep. And that's a great one, especially you had mentioned entrepreneurs. So a lot of times entrepreneurs would be like, LinkedIn is for corporate people. It's for those that have established careers. But LinkedIn, it's a great way of building your brand and then also finding the people that you can help out there. And I think there's a misconception out there that I want to talk about for just a second. Um, LinkedIn is often thought of of being the B2B place, meaning business to business. Mm -hmm. So if you aren't selling or if you're not working with people that are in the business world, then you don't belong in LinkedIn. And that is really not true at all. Because at some point, a business is not really business. A business is the people, right? Mm -hmm. And so by having a presence on LinkedIn and by and by networking and by using it as a tool to reach out, you know, you are reaching out to people. You're not reaching out to companies. 
And so it's one of those things to keep in mind for entrepreneurs, whether they are, you know, direct indirect marketing or direct sales of some sort, or whether, you know, whether they're investment people like mm-hmm. Anne um, or me, I'm, I'm actually a solopreneur. Mm-hmm. But I use it, obviously, LinkedIn is my is my platform, but I use it for sharing my information, my knowledge, sharing about myself and how I can help other people. And I also use it so that I can then find people that I can collaborate with. And so there are so many uses for it as a business person and as someone that is in some sort of a career um transition or in in career growth it doesn't even have to be a transition changing Mm -hmm. for a job career growth it's huge yeah and one of the things too that they've um, i don't think it's been added but is becoming more and more popular is to actually put content on linkedin through um you know articles or posts which i'm seeing more and more people do that is that easy to do is that something you would recommend people do oh totally i absolutely recommend it and it is easy to do um if you think about it especially if you are if you are a business or an entrepreneur um or just about anyone and you have a blog on your website okay you know it's really Mm. up to mr google to or mrs google or whatever (laughs) google google um it's really up to them to help point people your way and to your blog and or it's um, you know a matter of having your SEO and all those mm-hmm. technical things, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> things I don't understand. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so LinkedIn, though, is a place that is indexed by Google and by Bing. And so when you post and when you create an article, and it can be a long-form article, you know, 1,000 characters, 3,000 characters, um, or it could be short. It could be as little as 50 or, you know, 50 words. Um, when you do that, it's indexed when you're using the right words and you're saying things that are interesting, and that's the key, say things that are interesting. Um, but it, it's indexed on Google, and that actually helps with your search more so now than ever before. Wow. Yeah, and this is new. I, I, I shouldn't say it's that new. Articles have been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, but more and more people are really taking advantage of it. And the thing is that about LinkedIn, and here's a little tip, at, at least this is the way it works today. Yeah. That, right? <laughs> you always have to have the disclaimer, right? right? Disclaimer. <laughs> the way it works today is that when you, if you were to actually write what they call an article on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. okay, and it shows up on your profile and it goes out to people in your, in your network and so on and so forth, um, LinkedIn wants you to stay on LinkedIn. Okay. They don't want you to be having links out to your blog necessarily. I mean, they'll they'll it, it's okay to do it. Yeah. But if you write actually write your article within the LinkedIn framework, mm-hmm. then what happens is it's going to get a little bit more love from LinkedIn. It's going to get promoted a little bit more. Oh. And that's one of the reasons why you're seeing more of them now. Ah. It's that little algorithm thing. Yep. Okay, and I, LinkedIn doesn't tell us what the algorithm is. Right, it, and so it it's their secret every week. sauce. That's you know, why. <laughs> it, it completely changes. However, that's one of the things that we do know for sure is that um, LinkedIn wants you to stay there. So the more content you put on LinkedIn, the better. Well, and it's it's kind of like a win win then for the person writing it because you're writing an article and it is going to the people you've already connected with, the people that know you and trust you and already you know, want to read what you're doing. And then if it's, you get the other benefit of it 
being better on the indexes and Google and for the searches. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. Totally. Absolutely. It, and and not only that, but the other beauty about LinkedIn, you know, or about this process mm-hmm. is that when you do write an article or have a good status update or a video, which is very big now, mm-hmm. okay, short videos, not long videos, but short little videos, because people don't have a ton of tension, right? Right. You know, Especially in the LinkedIn, because it's probably business related. So right. they're like, I got three minutes, go. Bam. Exactly. <laughs> and um, But if you think about it, you know, the whole process and and. If you're on social media at all, you understand the process of no's and likes and Mm -hmm. shares and comments and all of that. So when you're posting things on LinkedIn and you're getting comments and you're having conversations and discussions, that just keeps that little Mm -hmm. algorithm, keeps it churning and churning and churning, and you get further reach. Mm. And that's how people can get discovered. That's how they can grow their brand. And that's how you can discover other people is by reading what's happening Mm -hmm. on the feed and seeing who your network is communicating with Mm -hmm. and what they're sharing. And um, that's that's how you can grow and expand to people that you don't necessarily know. Yep. And I love when that happens, like, because I every once in a while look at my views and some views, you know, I, I know my common view number, but then every once in a while one will pop up. I'm like, oh, that got shared and people are seeing it more. So I love that extra reach that LinkedIn can do for you. It is. It's it, it's awesome. And and if it's if you do it right and, you know, the, the definition of right will change you know, right now, what <laughs> right. we're talking about this today, and this will be on next week, and yeah, right. Um, but yeah, um, the you know, if you're doing it, and if you are continually staying engaged and and commenting and and really paying attention, um, things do really seriously magic does happen, mm. and you get those um, possible people looking at your profile for work, right. whether they hire, whether it's to hire you or to share something with you, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Well, perfect. Well, we'll take a really quick break once again. But when we come back in the next couple of segments, I really want to deep dive into what we should be doing versus what we are doing um, and maybe some tips and tricks that will help us get that extra reach or to make our LinkedIn profile a little bit better. So with that, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I am your host today, Ann Mank, Certified Financial Planner and CPA with the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today I have the LinkedIn lady, Sue Gresham, in our office. She is a LinkedIn expert, which is um, who is helping us figure out this whole LinkedIn thing and making sure that we understand the best ways to use that. And what I'd really like to talk about is I'm sure you see a ton of profiles, And you probably very quickly can point out one or two or maybe 10 things that people are doing. I wouldn't say wrong, but there's ways to enhance it or a better way of doing that. So why don't you share some of those with us? Okay. Um, (laughs) You're like, this could take a while. Yeah, do we have a week? No. um, Okay. So, you know, everybody's, first of all, I want to say your profile is not your resume. Okay. Your profile is really it's a, it's a statement about what you have done in the past, but it also needs to be forward-facing, okay? Mm. Because the idea here is, is you want people to be interested in reading it. Mm-hmm. You know, why go through all that work of, of putting something out there and then it be really boring and people are like, I don't really care, and then they move on, right? Um, so what you want to do is you want to make sure that everything that you do on LinkedIn in your profile is in first-person speak. Oh, 
All right. Resumes are third pe- person speak, mm-hmm. but you want to tell a story about your career. And there are so many sections in the LinkedIn profile where you have a chance to do that. So I'm just going to talk about a couple, okay, okay. real quick. And, and I obviously can't go into a lot of depth here because we don't have eight hours. Right. But, um, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. When people look at your profile, the first thing that they look at is, the, is your eye, their eyes are drawn to your picture. Mm-hmm. And your picture, people talk about this all the time, but you need to have a picture that really looks like you. But that's uh-huh. also engaging and inviting. Yep. So a smile, okay? Unless you're a botanist, you should not have a tree in the background, okay? <laughs> because who really gets a picture taken by their tree? Right. Right. Right? Okay. So um, make sure that it's a professional profile mm. with a photographer, if at all possible. Not a picture of you cut out half of no. whoever your oh my gosh. ex used to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> or or in, your, in your tux or in your wedding oh, dress. Right. Absolutely not. So it's really important that it looks like you. Um, there's other things about the profile that can just help you really jump out and stand out. Beside, I mentioned before about talking in first person. Yeah. Okay. But here's the thing. People want to get to know you. They want to like you, and they want to trust you. So how are they going to do that? What they're, they're looking at your profile because there's something that they're looking for that they need. So if you think about answering right away for them, what's in it for me, meaning they're, asking that they're going to ask the question, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. Why should I read Anne's profile? You want to tell them what's in it for them. Hmm. What is it, what is it Anne, that makes you different? What is it that makes you um, somebody that I would want to work with? And how are you going to solve my problem? Mm. Okay. Yep. Um, so in your profile in various areas, the about section and in your experience sections, you want to explain how you help people and, and what what your secret sauce is. I'm all about mm-hmm. everybody has a secret power, right? right? Yep. We all have something that we do really, really well. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you want to talk about. So think about that. The other thing for those of us that are in that are looking to do something with our LinkedIn, meaning grow our business, find a job, you know, people are going to look at your profile and they're not going to necessarily know what to do with it. Meaning, okay, so what is it that Anne is really looking for? Is she looking for referrals? Is she looking for mm. um, for people that she can help? Yep. Is she looking just to network? Okay. Or is she looking for something totally different that has to do with her outside world? Okay. Yep. So um, what you want to do is you want to have what's called a call to action. Okay. In your about section, tell people what you want them to do after they've read your profile. Whether that's invite you to connect or give you a call or email you um, or refer someone. Or help you find a job, whatever it is. Let people know what what it is that you can that you're looking for. Oh, that's a good tip because I don't see that in people's profiles at all. But it makes a lot of sense because, in essence, you've just sold them or told them what you do well, but then you just leave them hanging. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, what does Anne want me to do? Right. You know, <laughs> she's and, great, but what? <laughs> yeah. And, so, and then the other thing too that I notice a lot of is that. Um, we all have different, and I mentioned this earlier too, this is a gig economy. Mm-hmm. So we have many things that we do. We have many, and, and a lot, sometimes our things that we do are not necessarily job-based, but they're volunteer-based. Mm-hmm. In LinkedIn's world, volunteering is the same as work experience. And so when you look at your profile, you're going to see that volunteer pops up pretty high on there yeah. compared to other things. Yeah. Um, because 
those of us that, you know, we, we do things, we volunteer for things that we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. We, and we typically volunteer for things that we have some skill at. Yeah. And so what you want to do is be sure to include those extra things that make you show that you do something more than just go to work eight to five. All right. So include your volunteer. If you belong to organizations, you know, if you belong to a, a chamber or if you belong to a um, some sort of a, a charity, a rotary or a um, professional organization of some sort, there's a there's a place. Add a section. There's a little blue button that says add sections. Add the organizations that you belong to because that just shows that you are more personable mm-hmm. that you that you do something more besides just go to work now i i get a lot of us sometimes just go to work i get that but <laughs> we really do have other things that we yeah, do too we so do. it's a matter of thinking about that and don't be afraid to put it on your profile yeah don't be afraid because that's what that profile is all about and even if you belong to a, a an organization years ago still put it on there because people will remember you from that organization. Ah. Think about it. Well, and once again, it's just another way of networking. If somebody sees my profile and says, you know, you have done things with Make-A-Wish in the past, here's my story with Make-A-Wish. It's just another way of connecting with people on a deeper level to gain that trust um, that you're looking for. Right, that whole know, like, and trust. And if you think about your profile, think about... You know, obviously, you're going to want to set some goals on what you're trying to accomplish, but think about each of the sections and think about how they help someone who is reading your profile get to know you, get to like you, and then ultimately trust you. And the trust comes in, you know, from the from mm-hmm. the showing your experience. It shows from the endorsements and skills that are down at the bottom, things like that. Mm-hmm. But those are the things that you want to really make sure that you capitalize on, um, so that then the the reader is intrigued enough to want to take action that you've prescribed to them in the in the call to action. So those are the things that you know, and there's a lot of other things I find too. But those are the <laughs> those are the quick wins that really don't take much time for somebody to do to fix up their profile. And then from a connecting perspective, what's the best way for people to connect? Because when you go on LinkedIn, all of a sudden you have a whole page of, would you like to connect with these 300 people? Because they look at your profile and people that you're connected with and they try to match you up with people. But some of these, you don't know. What is, what's the you know, proper etiquette as you're trying to connect. Well, and, and there really is an etiquette because if you, again, you're going to put yourself into the perspective of the person that you are inviting to connect. Why, if, especially if they don't know you, why would they want to connect with you? Mm-hmm. So when you are doing a connection and invitation process, first of all, I'm an advocate for doing it on using your desktop. 65% of all um, LinkedIn activities happen on the mobile mm-hmm. and you can actually personalize an invite on the desktop and on the mobile. And the key is that you want to personalize the invite. You want to tell people why they want to connect with you and why you want to connect with them. Because, you know, and, and there are spammers out there. Absolutely. There's a, a lot of marketing people that think, oh, just because, you know, we've got connections in common, we should connect. It needs to be something that makes sense to you, mm-hmm. the person sending the invite and the person that is receiving it. So you say, hi, Anne, I saw your profile. Um, it was so nice to meet you. Know, I, I looked for you um, after we met at this event last week. That's one thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Or another thing you could do is say, you know, when, when somebody you don't know, get an introduction. 
or make a referral, okay? And do it the way that you would normally do it in real life, mm. if you think about it. Yep. You know, you're not going to invite somebody to connect if there's, and you shouldn't invite someone to connect if there's no real reason to do it. Yep. So you can personalize it on the app. Um, there's little more buttons. Um, when you're looking at somebody's profile, click those. It says personalize invite. Then just spend a second saying, it was nice to meet you. Yeah. Great stuff. So, okay. So I know we could go on for hours and hours, but we just have one more little segment left. So um, when we come back, what I'd really like to talk about is the concept of having goals for LinkedIn. You had mentioned it before, and I don't think anybody thinks that way when they think about LinkedIn of just, we think of it as something we have to fill out, not necessarily what is my goal for this platform. So I think that's an interesting uh, tip as well. So we will be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I am your host today, Ann Mank, Certified Financial Planner and CPA with the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today I have Sue Gresham. She is the LinkedIn lady, certified social media strategist and a leading LinkedIn expert. And I just kind of want to wrap up this segment with how do we put goals around this platform? How can we think of LinkedIn a little bit different than just filling out a form? I love that question. And that's typically the first thing I start out with when I work with a client Ah. is we've got to figure out why they want to use LinkedIn yeah, and what do they want to accomplish. Because if you think about it, you know, it's really easy to go online and go to Facebook or pick any any site and you wind up going down this rabbit hole, right? Right. Okay. So um, it's really important with LinkedIn that you decide what you want to accomplish. Are you looking for a job? Are you looking to grow your business? And when you're looking to grow your business, who is it that you're trying to attract? Mm, yeah. Okay. Or am I looking to um, to network? Am I looking to grow my network? There's a lot of different things that you want to think about. So when you think about what that what those goals are, what you do then is you make all of your activities on LinkedIn go towards that goal. So for instance, if you are looking for a job on LinkedIn, your profile is going to be speaking to your future employer to, to show your skills. You're going to be spending that time networking with people that might be uh, recruiters or that might be the hiring managers that are going to hire you or the people that know the hiring managers, mm-hmm. okay? Then what, and in the activity that you're going to do, it's going to show your expertise, posting articles or whatever that is, about the things that are of value to your future employer so they see what you do. So that's that's just one example when you're looking for clients, very similar. How how are you going to attract the clients and and who do you connect with and and how do you do that? So goals that you would you set the goals, but then how do you know whether you're successful? It's you know, it's when you look at the end of the week, have I connected with 10 recruiters? Mm-hmm. All right? Have I um, networked and, and posted six articles, and have I commented on those? Ha- do I have more profile views? Um, are my analytics, meaning those kinds of things, going up? Do I have more likes? Are people noticing me? Those are the things, those are the hardcore things that you can look at to see if you're actually meeting your goals. But ultimately, if you don't have a reason, when you get on LinkedIn and you don't say to yourself, oh, today I'm going to, I'm going to go connect for, with this person or I'm going to search for these people, 
what you wind up doing is you wind up wasting a lot of time. Right. You sit there for 30 minutes going, where did my lunch break go? Right. Exactly. <laughs> and and there are times it's perfectly awesome to, to spend your yep. lunch break. By the way, a lot of people spend their lunch breaks on LinkedIn. So that's a good time to be finding oh, people. Oh, good to know. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you think about it, during that lunch break, if you've got 30 minutes, maybe you don't want to be connecting with people at that mm-hmm. point. Maybe you do want to be reading the feed and, and learning and doing some other things. So what I do when, I've scheduled, when I'm scheduling my time for that, just for my learning, and just for my, I'm going to call it fun time, not my work time, I have a pad of paper next to me. Hmm. And so when I see the name of somebody that looks interesting, yeah. I write that down. Because, you know, your feed will change real fast and you might yep. lose them. Yep. So, um, you know, it, it's a matter of being strategic yep. with your time and because that's what's most important. Uh, you, you know, mm-hmm. you, it, it's so critical that you don't go down the rabbit holes when you're on LinkedIn. Well, I think sometimes when you're on LinkedIn, you do get that overwhelm feeling of what do I do? Where do I start? And I really like what you mentioned about putting some numbers behind it. Like I need to just post five articles or share five articles this week so that you have a definite goal and plan when you go on there. And then it doesn't become overwhelming. It's I did it for 15 minutes every single day and I have all this content out there. I've met all these new people and it doesn't take that much time. No, it doesn't. And and that's what saves time actually is if you batch it and if you think about it ahead of time. And the other thing too is you don't have to be a prolific poster. Oh, that was, that was quite that the... That was good. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, these days, you know, if you are just posting one time a day on the during the workday or uh-huh. on a Saturday or Sunday, or even if you, you know, you're hearing this and you're going, oh, I don't even want to do that, get started. Yeah. One time a week, just start to do that. And I'm a big proponent of scheduling time for LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. You know, we schedule time for lunch. We schedule time for all sorts of other things. Schedule a few minutes for LinkedIn every day, 15 minutes a day, you can get a lot accomplished. Yeah, all great advice. So before we go and before I forget, it can be overwhelming or there are so many ways that we can utilize this for our business or for our brand or, you know, for our career development. Um, how can people find you if they want some more help or more advice? Well, obviously, they can find me on LinkedIn. I'm Sue Gresham. <laughs> All right. Um, that's one easy way to do that. Um, another way is I have a website, Sue-Gresham. That's S-U-E dash G-R-E-S-H-A-M dot com. I've got lots of information there. Um, And I also, um, if you're interested and if you really want to learn how to use LinkedIn um, to maximize your your business and to get leads, um, I am offering, if you text um, Ellen, I'm offering a free um, five ways to get leads through LinkedIn. So if you text Ellen, the word Ellen, E-L-L-E-N, to um, number 262 Seven four six five four nine nine. I will be glad to send you five ways to get leads through LinkedIn. Oh, this is perfect. I know when I'm done with this, I'm going to start time blocking so that I can actually do some of the tips awesome. that you have. Awesome. Um, and then I'm also really going to pay attention to my about section to say what am I really telling people and you know, is that really the message that I want them to get from that? Um, So this has been all really good advice. So thank you so much for being on our show. Oh, it was my pleasure. I've had so much fun. Thanks, Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget Money Sense airs Saturday from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock on Saturday and on Sunday, 12 to 1 o'clock. 
As always, we hope that we have made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Thank you to all our clients who are listening. I know you have a lot of choices, so we appreciate the opportunity to serve you. And at Ellen Becker, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Visit us at ellenbecker.com for more information, and have a great rest of the day.